0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. We're like the
0: stupid people. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up,
2: never surrender. This is The Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. And I feel that if we in public television can only make it clear that feelings are mentionable and manageable we will have done a great service for mental health could I tell you the words of one of the songs which I feel is very important yes what do you do with the mad that you feel when you feel so mad you could bite when the whole wide world seems oh so wrong and nothing you do seems very right what do you do do you punch a bag do you pound some clay or some dough Do you round up friends for a game of tag or see how fast you go? It's great to be able to stop when you plan the thing that's wrong and be able to do something else instead and think this song. I can stop when I want to, can stop when I wish, can stop, stop, stop anytime. And what a good feeling to feel like this and know that the feeling is really mine Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. For a girl can be someday a lady, and a boy can be someday a man. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. (sighs) Looks like you just earned the $20 million. Bob Seska. Bob Sheshka. You really are sick. The
0: Bob Seska Show.
2: We're like the stupid people.
1: The late, great Fred Rogers. Holy crap. What an amazing scene. Hey, look, before I jump into the show, you, you have to go to YouTube and watch that entire clip. I know it's been around for a while, but Fred Rogers testifying before a, uh, a House committee on uh, funding for PBS so incredibly timely okay it is tuesday february 13 2018 and this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com i am bob hello bob hi and we are brought to you by the best soap in the world it is bubblegenius.com we're also brought to you by the bowen law group and attorney charles j bowen get legal advice or get the best lawyer in the universe at the bowen law group we're like the stupid people. Okay, lots of crap to talk about today, lots of things to discuss that have happened over the last five days since we did the uh, the last show here with you and the previous show from last week. So let's bring him in. Buzz Burbank, hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Good to see you again, or at least talk to you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. I,
0: I wish I wish I were more cheerful today, but as you, you may have heard, yeah. Uh, Rob Porter's having a tough time.
1: <laughs> I know. Isn't it and, sad? <laughs> uh, you know,
0: that's, of course, the it's president's so top concern. And uh, yeah. we, whatever worries him worries
1: us, right? <laughs> right. It, it is It is bad news for the White House. And, and we're all shedding a small tear for <laughs> the scandal and, and uh, disruption happening inside the White House. Isn't it sad? It's so sad. Uh, but, of course, you know... This is pretty serious. I mean, it's, it's the, the, well, Rob, the whole Rob Porter thing is is so unbelievably bad on nearly every level. I guess you know what, Buzz. Let's just dig in. And uh, and start right out. I was originally going to talk about uh, about Sean Hannity, but we'll get to we'll get to Sean Hannity in a second. <laughs>
2: of course, of course just, we
1: will. Holy God. The, the president's second favorite TV show in all of television. Uh,
0: influential with
1: the president. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and he has a few things to say about the uh, the new Barack Obama portrait. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs>
0: Being the art critic we know him for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wait. We look forward to his review of the uh, presidential and uh, first lady portraits.
1: Right. Well, uh, this is an actual question that was asked of Sarah Huckabee Sanders yesterday in yeah. her uh, in her press briefing. And here it goes: Tuesday night, when the initial story came out, the White House praised Rob Porter. Wednesday morning, photos came out. The White House stands by its statement. Then Wednesday afternoon, the White House continues to praise Rob Porter. And Chief of Staff John Kelly says he acted forty. 40- Acted forty minutes within knowing the allegations. Can you explain that? And of course, she could not explain that at all.
0: Well, Bob, that's the great thing about electing President Trump is we finally have somebody in there who's you know not part of the system, who uh, <laughs> you know who, who brings in some outside thinking, brings a, a kind of business success. Yeah. Uh, to the nation that it's not seen before and uh, we're we're enjoying the benefits of that
1: now (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes we are yes we are and you know of course there are two main dimensions to all of this one is the uh the spousal abuse dimension which is which is horrible and we heard donald trump uh last week uh in terms of a, a tweet that he put out there i think it was on uh On Saturday, in fact, where he said that uh, there are all these uh, allegations, but everyone deserves due process. Which is, of course, something Donald Trump has always, always done himself. He's always all about buzz. He's all about the due process, right? Letting nobody,
0: nobody loves the American system of
1: justice more than Donald Trump. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. No one embraces that process more than Donald. No, no uh, wild uh, accusations and allegations coming from Donald Trump ever, ever, ever. Let me cut to what I think is the chase on this, yes. and then we can
0: just expand on it all day because yep. there is a lot to talk about here. Uh, it, this story has used sex and violence, mostly violence, mm-hmm. to shine a spotlight. And these are things the public is interested in. Sex and violence always get their attention. So whether it's sexual assault or, or domestic abuse, uh, now they're listening, you know, yeah. uh, for various reasons, obviously. Uh, mostly the right reasons that they are outraged, but people do listen to that. Well, that story has shined a spotlight on the incredible lack of security at the White House that was elected on its concerns about Hillary Clinton's looseness with security
1: yes this is really ultimately a, a national security problem i mean there's there's rob porter who oh didn't God, get a, a security clearance at all and who john right. kelly and and uh, other white house staff sort of ushered him into that post without having his security clearance because of among other things his spousal abuse accusations and then he's handling top secret documents right but it then exposes Yes. this whole yeah it's it's like the skeleton key that's opened up two, this whole we now know there
0: are two dozen white house officials give yeah. or take a few who do not have the clearance to see the documents and hear the things that they're being exposed to yeah and some of them are awaiting clearance some of them are operating on what was supposed to be an interim clearance but interim clearances uh, have never lasted this long in any administration, and, nor have there ever been this many of them. Uh, and, and some of these folks, are we already know, would never have been approved for security clearance, and yet they continue to see this top-secret information. And this is just part of the Trump administration's lack of national security. Yeah. We can cite, uh, I, can, I can pull up a half-dozen other examples Of carelessness, just complete carelessness. Sometimes, well, I guess always because of incompetence, but uh, sometimes
1: you wonder, uh, there's so much of it, if some of it's not intentional. You begin to wonder, what are they hiding? I mean, that's the ultimate question in all of this. What are they hiding? And then we have to go back to the, the question that we have to ask, not only in the the Russia story, but uh, now in, in this story too, which is what did Trump know and when did he know it? When was he right. made aware of Porter? This I think this goes beyond just John Kelly and the uh, and his deputy chief of staff and. And Porter himself or Don McGahn or anyone else. This, I mean, you have to ask, because he is such a micromanager inside that White House. But yet we have to ask the question, was he aware of what was going on with Rob Porter? I mean, Rob Porter is there standing right behind him, handing him papers on a daily basis. And he didn't know what he worked to expect. The president didn't know that this guy didn't have any security clearance. Or maybe he did know and he just didn't care. And just to, just to
0: underscore the seriousness of this. Most people don't know this. I didn't know this until recently, and that is that there are levels higher than Top Secret. There there may be as many as five levels above just Top Secret, and Porter was seeing the highest of those. A guy who would never get security clearance because of his encounters with police Mm -hmm. and because of what the FBI knew about him, one of their prime concerns being... What can be used
1: to blackmail him? Yeah yeah there's that too and and that is a concern not only for what happens inside the United States but certainly for foreign intelligence oh my god yes yeah I mean because one thing we, we kind of tend to miss when we talk about things like eavesdropping and foreign intelligence services and our own NSA and so on and wiretaps and metadata collection and all these things while we are protected from spying without a warrant the, 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 the intelligence services can't spy on the American people without a warrant this was made right. possible as of 2008 after the uh, Bush era, uh, warrantless wiretapping was going on after 9-11. And so we, we talk about in our, our own security in those terms, foreign intelligence services such as the Russian SVR, the FSB, the GRU, right. uh, and then all of the, you know, there are all kinds of other foreign intelligence services, the equivalent of in, in various other countries, including countries that really don't like the United States all that much. China. They are spying on us all the time. So, yes, especially when the White House invites them into the country and doesn't tell
0: anybody, you know, yeah, they raise yeah. and lower the American flag of the White House based on whether or not the president is on the grounds. Yeah, they need to uh, install an additional poll for a Russian flag <laughs> to go up and down when Russians are in the White House because they never tell us the heads yeah. of those top three Russian spy agencies that you just mentioned. We're all in the United States recently, and one of them, because of sanctions, is banned from traveling here. Yeah, what? There is just no question that this White House is in cahoots with, perhaps because it is in in, in indebted to Russia. Yeah, well, and, and there's just no question of of this White House's allegiance to Russia out of what is apparently a debt to Russia for getting it elected.
1: And the thing about that is Russia has no uh, allegiance to the Trump people, so Russia's, oh, no. Russia's no. actively spying on everything Trump and ev- everyone around him is doing. If, sure, if, sure. And, and we still don't even know for sure whether or not Trump's uh, handheld device was replaced. I think he was using an Android for a while there. We right. don't even know if that was taken away from him and replaced with something that was more secure or what. What, what exactly is he using to to send out his own tweets or is he dictating them? I I would love to know what devices Robert Mueller has. The last
0: I read, he had possession of about 38 devices, <laughs> just, phones, so tablets, that sort of thing. So uh, the the truth is in there, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it, this is going to be very interesting because they, they've just left a trail everywhere. I don't see any way they can wriggle out of this. And yet, Bob, at the same time, what is it? I just saw a poll that said over three quarters— of Republicans believe what Trump believes, and that is that there's nothing to... Yeah, the Russia yeah. story. How do we what? How do we explain reality to those people? We have a lot of people to explain reality to, and I don't think they're in the mood to listen. I worry about that.
1: Yeah, and that's you know the the entire doubt that is manifesting on the Republican side with regard to the Russia story, and with regard to coming up with their own little deep state coup narrative, where the Obama White House conspired with Russia uh, to help Hillary Clinton somehow and to target Trump is just that's their. That's their big conspiracy theory. That's Mm -hmm. what they're working on right now. But everything that's been collected up to this point, I mean, article upon article upon article, official release upon official release uh, upon official release, including things that Donald Trump Jr. himself... Dumped into public view, his emails, his text messages. Stupid Watergate. Stupid Watergate, exactly right. (laughs) These are all things that you can use to verify the story. What they have as their newly invented counter-narrative has no basis in fact whatsoever. Uh, And they've now got their hands on this Susan Rice email that she sent to herself, which they're now going to be playing up as being part of this Obama conspiracy against Trump. Ultimately, I guess the point I was leading toward is when you have someone like Rob Porter, who has all kinds of skeletons in his closet, other officials inside the White House with skeletons in their closet, compromising material. Jared Kushner, we know, is compromised. Donald Trump, we know, is compromised. These are all things that... Russia knows about. These are all things that oh, yeah. our, our other enemies will know
0: about. And, uh, we, and, and Bob, what have they learned? I mean, the Steele dossier told us to, uh, to, I think, to a large degree what the Russians knew at that point. What yeah. have they gathered since? Because you know they haven't stopped.
1: You know, the uh, the three heads of the, uh, the CIA, the head of the CIA, right. Mike Pompeo, Mike Rogers mm-hmm. who's the head of the NSA, and, uh, and Dan Coats, who's the DNI. All three of them testified today that Russia right. is continuing its endeavors to hijack the midterm elections now. Yeah,
0: and we can all see it. I mean, we can see their daily involvement in news stories doing what they do, which is to get Americans into arguments with each other about hot-button issues yeah. to uh, juice the system. And uh, it, it not only does that continue, but don't you think they're also still gathering intelligence on Donald Trump yeah, oh God, and whoever— yeah and whoever else they think they need intelligence on yeah this is this is we, the, the nation is under attack and we're sleeping through it mm-hmm. it's astounding i know you uh, posted about this on twitter today uh, nothing is being done he's and doing nothing even uh, the cia director uh, trump's cia director right. uh, i'm sorry uh, yeah mike, mike pompeo said today uh, to congress that he stands ready that he has the technology to launch a counterattack uh, against either Russia or China, which is also messing with us, yep. China or or Iran or North Korea, which has messed with us, that we have the ability to shut those folks down, uh, if he gets the order to do so. Mm-hmm. But not not, and obviously that seems like an extreme measure. It is, in a sense, in the modern age, its own kind of act of war. Yeah, uh, to to do so, so that would be done judiciously but it certainly can be used as a threat. Yep. And it's there are a number of other things that could be like more sanctions that uh, Trump refuses to do. Again, pointing to his complicity uh, uh, with with Russia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and we we just found out today too. Chris Ray testified this morning that the FBI mm-hmm. told the White House about uh Rob Porter last right. March. They so Go they've right. known about this from mm-hmm. the FBI since March of 2017. Actually since January. I yeah. mean they the they,
0: uh, they they got an initial heads up from the FBI in January on Porter. Yes, yes they got on a number of other people within the uh, Trump White House. Yep. But and then again in March there were actually there've been now four occasions uh, upon which the FBI has uh, reported to the White House about Rob Porter. And uh, they say they just uh, found out about it Tuesday and made the decision inside of forty minutes. Yeah. So uh, what uh, you know, the lying is just uh, unbelievable, and yet it it's allowed to continue day after day.
1: Yeah. And how many corroborating reports are we going to hear before the Trump White House has to simply throw up its hands and go, "All right, look, here's what happened." <laughs> I don't. But I don't think that's ever going <laughs> to happen. No, they you won't know? do that. they they'll continue to do what Sarah Sanders yeah. did again
0: today in the press briefing, which is dodge and weave and just not answer any questions, Uh, they still haven't said, uh, Sarah Sanders hasn't said why the president uh, hasn't addressed domestic abuse, why he hasn't said anything Mm. to the victims and survivors of domestic abuse in this country. And her response yesterday, I believe, uh, that you referred to was that uh, the president had relayed these precise words to her and that she had pass them along, and <sighs> as as uh, as a White House reporter uh, pointed out today, uh, Peter Alexander from NBC tweeted, "The president has a Twitter account with 47 million followers. It wouldn't be that hard <laughs> yeah, for right. him to to say something in support of the women, and he has steadfastly refused to do so. This is an evil, evil man, yeah. and again, it's just allowed to continue day after day." Uh, the election, the midterm election and and the impeachment it will bring uh, or, uh, you know, the, or the next election, none of that can come fast enough mm. right? or, or certainly a possible indictment by Mueller. And, you know, I mean, it's Mueller's not likely to do that, but it all seems more possible today when we learn that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has been. Uh, it's been recommended by Israeli police that yeah. he be indicted on corruption charges. <laughs> they're going. They're they're thinking about indicting the prime minister of Israel. And even if that doesn't happen, and this is an important lesson, kids, even if that doesn't happen, he's oh, he's finished politically. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he cannot survive this, and that would be that would be good news about Donald Trump if such a thing were to happen or be threatened here. It's important to remember, in other words, that the threat, whether the threat is against Russia for its meddling uh-huh. or the threat is against Trump for his meddling, <laughs> that that sometimes the threat enough is, is to motivate people. And, of course, that brings us back to Watergate. Nixon resigned rather than yep. face impeachment uh, and removal from office by, by Congress. And uh, both Woodward and Bernstein uh, got together to... Uh, sort of edit a new article for the Washington Post over the weekend in which they yeah. said that what we're seeing right now from the White House is, to use their words, eerily similar yeah. to what they witnessed uh, prior to the Saturday Night Massacre. And, and I, I, as, I'll give you a little preview. Uh, I point out this week that, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was once a Valentine's Day
2: Massacre. <laughs> Right.
0: Uh, so maybe, maybe he's going for a different calendar <laughs> yeah. date. But it is, it's, it's taking, one way or another, whether it happens quickly or slowly, it is in progress in slow motion. Mm-hmm. You're seeing uh, more people vanish from the Justice Department or, or be discredited or forced out in some way or another or move to other jobs. Uh, the people who would be most likely to uh, take care of Mr. Trump are being moved aside in in yep. what is a slow motion massacre right. of law enforcement.
1: Yeah, you really have to wonder too how they ever expected to keep this stuff private. I mean, because <laughs> first of all, we learned yesterday that Putin and Trump had the, had another phone conversation, but the only way we learned about it was through the Kremlin. Of course, the right. White White usual. House didn't release any readout of that uh, phone call, nor did they make it public in any way whatsoever. We found eighth out, time that's happened. Yeah, yeah, the eighth time in a row, and and the White. White House, in fact, never mentions these uh, these phone calls until they come out publicly, thanks to the Kremlin. Once again, the Kremlin making news where the White House is being secret. Yes, Trump's
0: been saying all along, Trump's been saying along, Russia is our friend. <laughs>
1: That's right, <laughs> but I mean, Sorry. again, you have to ask the question, why the secrecy? Why are they being so private yeah, about this uh, stuff? And then, as you were mentioning before, we have this story that came out late last week with these three Russian spy chiefs, the head of the... Mm-hmm. SVR, the GRU, and the FSB. And of course, the FSB is the former KGB. And suddenly these three guys show up in Washington, two of them to meet with Mike Pompeo, the head of the CIA. One of them, we're not sure where he went, but we know that he was inside the United States despite the fact, and this is the head of the SVR, despite the fact that that guy was under sanctions, under American sanctions, not only for the Ukraine action, but also Obama sanctions applied after the attack on the election. If this
0: were the 1960s, people would be running for their shelters. Yeah,
1: I mean, this, <laughs> this is insane. The idea,
0: the idea of banned Russians running loose in the United States, Bob, it just doesn't seem to bother people
1: anymore. No, it doesn't. And and
0: it, I, there was a time America would be terrified by
1: such news. Now it's, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, Trump is great. Well, you know, I, I I think it's the weaponization of the fire hose. Oh, wow, well, why do I always mention it? Because every time I say fire hose, then we, of course, we get that. Uh, <laughs> it, it, and, and, and. and you, you've, if
0: you've felt the force of a powerful w- hose of water, yeah. then you you know that it makes you numb.
1: <laughs> right. right. Like well, what happens is is no single story. Like, for example, this story with these three Russian uh, intelligence uh, chiefs coming to the United States, that would be a week-long story. That would be the story that no, was getting anything. lots of questions. Yeah, but, but because there are so many stories happening simultaneously, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this on Thursday's show or Friday's show, Buzz, but my concern is that that Trump or people who are Trump cosplayers or tr- tr- mm-hmm. Trump copycats are mm-hmm. going to start to weaponize the idea of just flooding the news cycle with all kinds of crap, just letting everything go out there because... No individual story then gains as much traction. Now, I am quite relieved to see that the Rob Porter story seems to be more than just a several-day story. This one seems to have legs. It's Every new item reveals a new series of problems inside the White House. The press Uh, is not letting it go, and I I hope, although it has that salacious quality that
0: draws people to TV screens, I also hope and believe that the message will get across that this is symbolic of a lack of security in yeah. the White
1: House. Well, what this is telling us, too, and, and going back to this story about these uh, these Russian intelligence officials showing up inside the United States, what this is telling us is that the Trump White House has no interest whatsoever in applying the sanctions to Russia, whether they're the sanctions that were passed by Congress and which Trump signed back in the fall, or the sanctions applied to Russia as a result of their election interference, the sanctions uh, that Obama applied in late uh, December, and and so there's no interest in doing any of that. And you have to ask yourself well, they don't seem to be applying any sanctions whatsoever. So it seems well, of like. Of course not.
0: Because Mike Flynn promised them yeah. the Trump administration wouldn't do that, that the Trump administration would, in fact, uh, this was during the transition period, promised uh, the Russians that uh, the Trump administration would remove those sanctions. Yeah. and Now, now why? Why? Why stop punishing Russia for interfering with our election when that's the worst attack we've suffered since 9-11 in terms of uh, a foreign attack on this country?
1: Yeah. There's so much smoke, so much fire. It just—and again, it— I don't want to get off on a tangent on this, but then it just infuriates me when I see guys like Glenn Greenwald trying to throw all kinds of water yeah. on top of this whole thing to, uh, to 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 quelch it, and I don't know why. Obviously, wow. I mean, there's lots of theories as to why certain groups on the left are uh, p- uh presenting contrarian points of view on the Russian story. I don't know yeah. what that could be. I mean, have, people have speculated. I've speculated a little bit, but it's infuriating to know – that there are people on the left, people who should know better, who are questioning this story beyond what I think is reasonable, with the preponderance of evidence showing that all of this happened, right. I mean, we have wiretaps. We have right. wiretaps of Mike Flynn getting yes. a call from sergei kislyak the uh, <laughs> the former Russian ambassador imme- on the beach, yeah. yeah, on the beach in the Dominican Republic <laughs> immediately after Kislyak met with Obama officials inside the White House to be warned about the fact that Obama oh. was going to be applying these sanctions to russia, right. and then Mike Flynn gets on the phone with Kislyak. And tells kids, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. We got it covered. Don't sweat and, it. And then and of Russia course, didn't
0: react. Yeah, and then, but, uh, exactly. Putin did nothing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, Putin said that just that day. Putin says, "Hey, well, you know what? We're not going to react to the sanctions. It's going to be okay. I, We're I not going to respond."
0: Hope, like I said, fifteen percent of the American population is insane, and obviously <laughs> there are a few there are a few uh, people on the left in in that group. Yeah, but I, but I would like to think that once this progresses, uh, we might be able to win many of those and maybe even some Republicans over. Uh, look, going back to my concern earlier about uh, trying to convince Republicans at any point that yeah. this is real, and we'll now include the contrarian Democrats as well. Mm. Uh, my concern is relieved somewhat by the recollection that uh, Republicans stood by Nixon, too. That's true. Until— Until they reached a point where they they couldn't do it anymore. They didn't do it anymore. Oh, sure, a few will still, a a number will still stay with him, no doubt. But I I keep hoping for a turning point. Our best hope, uh, so we hope for that, but our best hope here is the judicial system and, uh, you know, the the prosecution and judicial system and, of course, the upcoming midterm election. Saw a guy post something uh, today who said, you know we've got we've got Russian interference, we've got gerrymandered districts, we've got Republican voter suppression. But if enough people turn out at the polls, that won't matter. And I yeah. agree with that. I mm-hmm. think we can outvote that influence if we will get off our asses and do so this November. Yeah. And I I'm going to say that over and over over the next few months. And I hope that everyone listening says that a lot in their lives as well to make sure that people do, in fact, really turn out this time. And I'm, I'm talking to Democrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that has to happen. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs when the Democrats have to so completely overwhelm the polls just to overcome all those barriers of interference, and now most recently with, with Russia joining the fold as well and conspiring with the Republicans to uh, to interfere with the election. And all of those things that we saw in 2016 are going to be coming back if they're not already back, and, and, and a lot of experts are already saying it's begun already. All of those techniques are going to be yes. now perfected and targeted, mm-hmm. more laser-focused. It's going to be easier because uh, the election is divided into pockets so the Russians can certainly look... At heavily contested districts where, uh, you know, there might be a Republican defending a, a, a particular seat and a, and a pretty strong Democratic challenger. Well, watch for that pretty strong Democratic challenger to face all kinds of fake news, to certainly get hacked because, you know, there's no let up in terms of phishing scams to get a hold of uh, of email addresses and passwords and things like that to, to break uh-huh. into these accounts and to hork all kinds of emails again. So we can expect all of these same shenanigans. And that's that. Right. <laughs> makes it even more crucial that the democrats turn out the vote and that's so-
0: why our mantra should be we we shall overcome because yeah.
1: we can overcome
0: that with a turnout and uh, a lot of that is just not going to stick at the end of it uh i think people are going to vote uh because of you know for other reasons and yeah. i think a disheartened republican party an unenthusiastic republican party and and here's hoping that they are and/or are will be more so by then. It mm-hmm. uh, just won't turn out in the numbers that that very, very motivated
1: Democrats do. Yeah. Now well, this leads me back to these three. Intelligence officials from Russia turning up inside the United States, unannounced, unannounced. Two of them meeting with Mike Pompeo, another one who's uh, restricted to come inside the United States because of sanctions. No way he should have been here in the first place. How did he get in? Who let him in? And then why all three of them were there? That's the question here. And I... I God hasn't damn been it. explained yeah hasn't been explained but God damn it I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist but I, I <laughs> swear to God that the amount of smoke and the amount of fire that we've been observing especially for the last six months indicates to me that perhaps these three guys well- timed came in to talk to, to talk to uh, Republican officials about the midterm elections. They, they, the pretense was, I believe, terrorism, something along those lines. Palestine, perhaps, is one of the things. But this is so unprecedented for this to happen. We have no choice. Even if it had nothing to do, ultimately, with interfering in the midterms, why are these guys coming over and meeting with Republican officials in a midterm year Unannounced and completely in secret. Why is this? You mean to tell me that talking about the Palestinians and talking about terrorism is something that needs to take place in secret? I mean, you know, again, I I hate to sound like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat here, but we are now through the looking glass with this Russia story. We are so far beyond the point of saying, well, it's a crazy conspiracy. You like you sound like Alex Jones, but no, 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 (laughs) no. This we have every right buzz and I and everyone else who's talking about this, including Rachel Maddow, have every right and responsibility to call this what it is. And again, I'll be the first one to say, hey, you know what? I was wrong. We find out that those three guys, right. the head of the uh, SVR, the GRU, and the FSB come into the United States. And, oh, yeah, it was just an ordinary thing. And, oops, we forgot to put out the readout. We forgot to mention it to the press. If that all happens and and it just turns out to be innocent, fine. I'll be the first to admit I was wrong. But this just
0: stinks, doesn't it? No, it, it's, it's, a, it's a pattern. I mean, yeah. it's clearly a pattern. Eight times in a row is a pattern. I have resisted conspiracy theories, and you might not even remember this, Bob. A lot of our listeners won't. I resisted conspiracy theories since Paul is dead. I don't know if that... There was a there yeah. was a conspiracy theory that the Beetle Paul, when all four of them were alive and young and healthy, that uh, the Beetle Paul ha- had been killed, and you could find secret evidence of this in needle <laughs> recordings some, some of them played yeah. backward right and, and and i have resisted and it turns out paul wasn't dead no a study of conspiracy theories finds that nearly all of them are wrong yeah uh, and and i've seen a statistical study that calculated the mathematical odds of any given conspiracy theory at least the more famous ones including that the moon landing was faked. <laughs> and uh, they, these stati- statisticians put together the odds of that conspiracy theory being true. They are astronomical oh, against yeah. it. Yeah. If you saw the numerical odds on any of these conspiracy theories, you would do as I have tried to do for so many years and that stay away from them. The reason I have a conspiracy theory about this is the evidence. Yeah. Because I'm seeing now evidence of the sort that I haven't seen with any of these other conspiracy theories. I have resisted getting sucked into this. I've resisted being called uh, exactly what you were talking about, somebody who's a conspiracy theorist.
2: Mm -hmm. I have
0: resisted this every step of the way. Do you know why... You've given into this and why I've given into this because it's real yeah, and it's, it's OK. It, what's, the, what's the saying? It's OK to be paranoid if it's true. Uh, I, I think that's exactly the case yeah. here. There is clearly a, a, there's clearly a conspiracy on Russia's part to screw with American elections. And there is damning evidence and lots of it that the Trump administration and the Trump campaign has conspired i won't use colluded because trump defenders say there's no such crime as no collusion
1: no collusion
0: i will say then and this is a criminal term for you they conspired together uh, you to uh, you know to interfere with the u.s political process yeah. and there are crimes in there and there are other associated crimes which robert Mueller was given the authority to investigate along with the Attack and possible collusion.
1: Yeah, and you know what? This information is being delivered not by crazy people like Dan Badandi. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Who- not like that guy. We're not getting this information from Dan Badandi or Alex Jones or any of the usual suspects mm-hmm. on the conspiracy theorist right here. We're talking about right. people who are deeply pragmatic, deeply intelligent, <laughs> deeply centered when it comes to American politics, and, and- researched and educated and trained people are
0: yeah. sounding the alarm.
1: Right, and and we normally don't see people like uh, uh, John Brennan or any of the others, right. uh, James Clapper, talking about con- crazy, crazy conspiracy theories involving the Republican Party g- uh, conspiring with uh, with Russia to hijack the election. We just don't see uh, uh, theories coming out of this circle of people, which now includes uh, some of the hosts on MSNBC and, and most especially Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow, we've been watching Rachel Maddow since she first stepped into that uh, time slot back in the 2000 2000- after Keith Olbermann. And since then, she's not been prone to saying, oh my God, look at this crazy thing. She's not a tinfoil hat person. She's a a Rhodes Scholar. She knows what she's talking about. And she's very, very cautious, extraordinarily cautious. So when I see uh, serious people talking about this, that gives me, I mean, the information they're delivering completely aside, the credibility of these people is, I think, unimpeachable. Uh, unlike you know when you, you talk about uh, guys like Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu <laughs> Dan Badandi of course you can uh, you can start questioning that all you want because of course it's full of shit but i've got a really great conspiracy theory coming up here Ooh, that uh, that Sean Hannity was talking about last night. Oh well, <laughs> then you know it's true. <laughs> Regarding uh, the new Obama portrait, which we'll uh, get into here in just a second. But meanwhile, oh, the scandal. Yeah. Meantime, it's talk- time to talk about our Patreon page. My goal here. All right, I've been talking about this for uh, about a month and a half now. We're trying to add a Wednesday show because there's just too much news to fit into Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So we got to add a fourth show during the week, and let that be Wednesday, huh? Now, if everyone listening right now, right now, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people downloading the show and listening to the show every single episode, if all of those people just subscribed for $1 a month at our Patreon page, we'd far exceed our goal. We're about 81, 80, 81% of the way there. So it's like, just I mean, let just me, a little shove over the edge, right?
0: Let, let me handle this, Bob. Okay. uh. It, President Trump and his proposed budget has cut funding for The Bob Seska Show. That's right. And uh, only you can help.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, So, if you subscribe at $1 a month, everyone listening subscribes at $1 a month. That'll pull us right over the edge. But let's talk about subscribing for $15 a month. That's our top level. Here's all the crap you get for just $1.88 per show. That's how you, how it all divides up. So, in addition to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows, you get two postmortem shows every week plus the Friday after party every week. And uh, some bonus extras, like you can get my uh, reading of the Steel dossier for free. That's all for $15 a month, and we'll take out all the commercials from the free shows too, but only if you sign up at $15 per month. Of course, there are other levels, uh, lower levels than that. $10 a month will get you the after party and the two postmortem shows. $5 a month will get you the two postmortem shows. And $1 a month will just, you know, will get you our love, our undying love and devotion to you forever and ever and ever. And it just helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. Just go to bobseska.com and click the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo at the top of the page. And please, goddammit, it, tell all your friends. The Bob
2: Seska Show.
0: The Bob Seska Show, presented by
1: BubbleGenius.com. Oh, yes, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Have you seen? Uh, Sean Hannity uh, had a conniption fit on his show last night, Buzz, uh, talking about the new Obama portrait. Oh, we call that we call that Monday. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is uh, this this painting has sent the Republicans into an absolute tizzy for some reason because good, it's unusual. It's not a typical presidential <laughs> White House portrait. It's Obama it's seated, looking really—I mean, looking really determined, looking tough. And uh, and surrounded by some kind of foliage, and this is the sort of the style of the artist who who painted it, as well as the Michelle Obama portrait. And Sean Hannity apparently was reading Infowars. This whole this whole thing came from Infowars. Well, sure. This came from the mind of Alex Jones, buzz scum. And uh, <laughs> Alex Jones, uh, through Sean Hannity, has determined that if you look carefully at the our right Obama's left temple. Uh-huh. Uh, in the painting, it looks like there's a there's a sperm in there. Yeah, a sperm. <laughs> well, sure. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah, right. Of course, because that's that's really appropriate for a presidential painting. Of course, the <laughs> artist decided to draw all kinds of jizz into the presidential portrait of. No, 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 no. People have. Veins. There, There's a vein yes. on the president's and, temple. And, and
0: there are reflections and glare <laughs> yeah. off of the oil on the skin that covers those veins. And... Yeah, you're gonna get uh, some some curvy shapes in places like that. Yeah, Uh, you know, fine. I hope they stay busy with this for a good long time. Yeah, I'm a big fan of actor and comedian Nick Offerman. Uh huh. Yeah, and I follow him on Twitter, and I saw that he had posted today uh, (laughs) an endorsement of the president of President Obama's portrait and uh, First Lady Michelle Obama's portrait, and congratulated the artist. Because he said if you've got people talking about it, then that's what art is that's what it's supposed to be <laughs> yep. and that that's so very, very true uh the fact that it, it is controversial, and I don't know you know it it no it doesn't look like we expect presidential portraits to look no and maybe that's appropriate, yeah, you know maybe maybe it's time to change things up, maybe this was the right first couple to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I you know, what what do you care? What
1: why you what, care? Do you, what do you care? <laughs> just paint your just, bald uh, spot.
0: <laughs> right, right. So but I I like the idea of it occupying them for a while yeah. while we continue
1: the Mueller investigation. But it's it's not just any sperm buzz. Hannity is referring to it as a secret sperm. <laughs>
0: sure. Sure.
1: <laughs> right. The secret the secret sperm. Yes. A lot of women a lot of women have become mothers that way. <laughs> oh, God. Hannity went on to say that it was a part it was a shocking and widening scandal around the the Obama secret sperm it sure is <laughs> finally you know it
0: we had to wait we went 8 years with no scandals in the Obama administration and so finally we have something on him yeah, right. literally on him
1: right and, you know, i mean, i'm i'm picturing guys like Sean Hannity and Alex Jones just with a magnifying glass pouring over every square There's millimeter. There's got to be a sperm in here somewhere. <laughs> There's got to be a secret uh, message in here about killing Whitey. That's what they're looking for. They just want to see that. They want to see that Obama left proof in his own painting that he wants to kill all white people. That's exactly what they want to find.
0: I thought it was more of a Planned Parenthood message. Right,
1: <laughs> right with a secret sperm. Uh, okay, shit. So, speaking of Obama... Uh, there's the Susan Rice uh, email that uh, that was declassified, and basically, what you know, of course, this is going to be fodder for people like Sean Hannity to say, "Hey, look, look, it's Susan Rice," because what they do, a uh, buzz, is they don't have actual narratives. What they have are scare words. Like Benghazi right. was their scare word for a long time. It's just Worked like for a while. Yeah, they didn't have to say anything about Benghazi. All they'd have to do is say. <laughs> shout it benghazi and then <laughs> there was, like, sc- screaming and chaos right, and right um and and now they're doing this with uh with susan rice that all they got to do is mention susan rice and, and their listeners and, and viewers all go indiscriminately bananas just at the thought of susan rice it was like that woman who used to go into seizures when she would see mary hart on entertainment tonight <laughs> that's that's how <laughs> this is working and now they've got this email from Susan Rice in which she emailed herself a, a readout of a meeting inside the Oval Office with Obama and several uh, uh, National Security Council officials where they're all discussing how to handle this Russia scandal during the transition.
0: And, and I love this part of the story. She wrote that email while Trump was delivering his inaugural address. Right. So that she was in the final moments of her job when she wrote this memo recording what she had witnessed. Please continue.
1: Yeah. Well, here's a here's a bit of that that email and it was originally a classified top secret. It's been uh, right. mostly Declassified. there's one big redacted section in there but she says here on january 5 following a briefing by the intelligence community leadership on russian hacking during the 2016 presidential election president obama had a brief follow-on conversation with fbi director jim comey deputy attorney general sally yates in the oval office vice president biden and i were also present so you've got susan rice uh the president the vice president and uh both comey and sally yates president obama serious stuff yeah the really serious people too president Mm obama Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue is handled by the intelligence and law enforcement communities, quote, unquote, by the book. Say
0: that's unique.
1: Yeah, the, right. What a shocker there now with our modern context with the God, the incompetence yeah. in the White House. The president stressed that he is not asking about initiating or instructing anything from a law enforcement perspective. Not like Trump. Yeah. He reiterated that our law enforcement team needs to proceed as it normally would by the book from a national not security. Like Trump. Not like Trump at all. From a national security <laughs> perspective, however, President Obama said he wants to be sure that as we engage with the incoming team. We are mindful to ascertain if there is any reason that we cannot share information fully as it relates to Russia. The president Mm -hmm. asked Comey to inform him if anything changes in the next few weeks that should affect how we share classified information with the incoming team. Comey said he would. And that's the end of the email to herself. Now, this raises just such a conundrum. If I was in the Obama White House at the time, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Because on one hand, you could potentially be targeted as, as they are now anyway. Because no matter what Obama would have done, they still would have concocted the Obama spied on Trump in order to conspire with the Russians, blah, 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 their whole deep state coup narrative. Uh, So they're doing it anyway. But so Obama was concerned of the political ramifications because it's an outgoing Democratic administration and incoming Republican administration. Then plus, you have the whole other dimension. Now, this is the really serious and important dimension, which is that they knew that Trump and especially Mike Flynn were deeply compromised and would potentially send any information that they would get from the Obama White House and they would just hand it over to Russia, just hand it over to whoever they're talking to, Kislyak, uh, Sergey Lavrov, any of the other various Sergeys that are involved in this whole thing. and uh, And so they're concerned on so many different levels. And then they're also concerned, and this is a huge concern, we've been talking about this for like a year now, which is that, and I remember reading about this during the transition, what do you do with that information right. to prevent the Trump team and Trump appointees entering the intelligence community and then just conveniently, whoops, oh my God, we just deleted that memo. Whoops, oh, that phone conversation was just deleted. That intercept, where'd that go? Oh, it's gone. We mm, we don't know what happened to it. And so that's that's a big concern too. So how do you handle this? How do you... Do you just tell the, the incoming Trump team, including Mike Flynn, what you know about the no, Russian interference, where to find all the evidence? Uh, it'd be crazy, wouldn't it? I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's it such would. a catch-22. And, and
0: we also know that outgoing members of the Obama administration archived a lot of what they had yeah. on the concern that the incoming Trump administration would delete many of those things. So... They exist somewhere, I have no doubt. If I had been in that position, I think I would have been willing to endure the political accusations and moved in the interest of the country, hoping at least that I would be vindicated down the road. I think the American people needed to know that before the election, and I think if it had been presented to them properly, it could have been effective. Yeah, The thing to say, I think, is that in monitoring our enemies or the best way to put that, uh, the, the hostile government, the activities of the hostile government of, of Russia, we encountered a conversation with a Trump advisor indicating that the two conspired together yeah. in this election and then just step back and hope for the best. I think Obama was trying so hard to do the right thing, and it was a difficult call. It was one of those decisions that rests on the edge, on the rim of the basket. Yeah. It it, it might go in. It might go one, It could go one way. It could go another way. Uh, He went that way. I might have gone the other way, but we weren't that far apart from Mm -hmm. the criteria to make that decision. In in hindsight, seeing what the nation has been through and knowing what it has yet to go through, I think that trauma would have been less than... What we're experiencing in slower motion.
1: Well, this has been a problem, I think, or it was a problem with the Obama administration throughout. I mean, beginning on on day one in 2009, misreading the Republican intentions. Now, this is something. I mean, everyone knows my my card carrying Obama bot mm-hmm. status. I mean, you know, so I I think this criticism, I think, bears a lot of weight, which is that Obama was always misreading the Republican strategy, which is to no matter what happens, to always be on the offensive, to always seize the initiative so in this case uh the obama and and certainly susan rice and other people around obama were concerned about the political ramifications as you were just saying the the problem there is is that the trump republicans and fox news channel and am talk radio and of course all the conspiracy theorists ended up going there anyway and Mm -hmm. this is a this was a problem with the obama administration they should have known that no matter what they did The Republicans were going to concoct something along those lines anyway. So why not just get it out there? Why not just do what you have to do to protect the integrity of our elections, to protect uh, American democracy, for God's sake, from this cabal coming into the White House with all of their Russian links and knowing what all those Russian links were? In hindsight, I have and it's it's mild. It's a
0: mild criticism, but I have the same. Concern about uh, Obama and his administration that I have about myself too weak in terms of uh, competition, right. too meek, and and I've I'll, for a long time I, I've worked with some very competitive people, and and I personally am not as competitive as <laughs> a, a lot of people. I'm just happy to you know do my job and go home, and uh, you know that's enough for me. Uh, but uh, it isn't enough sometimes if someone is out to get you yeah it requires a, a, a harsher defense than that and i don't tend to go for that and obama and his administration didn't either i i've said at numerous times in my life uh, the reason the bible says and i'm not a, a, a religious man i'm not a of the christian faith uh, I, I i i i i have i have my own set of uh, principles yeah but there are some uh, interesting things in 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 the bible and and, and uh, there, it's reflected uh, in in uh, the the meek shall inherit the earth. Yes, uh, and and that's the only way they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, if if you're you you have to be more than meek uh, yeah. to survive much less compete in this world
1: well there is i think some wisdom buzz in the idea of the democrats maybe sure. foregoing some uh, some shovel fights here and there in order to characterize well, we don't have so- to,
0: we don't we don't have to play dirty uh, as yeah. they do we do have to be more tenacious more enthusiastic hell bob we were just talking about voter turnout that's been the problem with Democrats in recent, certainly oh, midterm yeah. elections, is they don't show up. Right, they don't right. turn out, and then they wonder why we have a Republican Congress. Well, it's because you didn't show up. Well, politically, you were you were, you were too meek.
1: Politically, from the Democratic leadership point of view, whether it's Obama or whether it's Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. or all points in between, is that I think the Democrats feel the need to continue to be the adults in the room, and I think there's a lot of right. value to that. I think that's something that we shouldn't necessarily criticize. Being an adult in the room while you you tend to sidestep some some shovel fights, some fighting in the trenches, and uh, whatever's involved in that. You're not, first of all, it's going to be almost impossible for Chuck Schumer to defeat Donald Trump or some of these other like Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity in, in just an outright bare knuckles political brawl. It just isn't in the character. You, you can't
0: argue with someone who's insane or an idiot. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly right. And again, I think there's some long term benefit in. In, in telegraphing to the American people that, okay, all these other people, all these Republicans, they're they're all over there. They're flinging shit at each other like a, a bunch of caged monkeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, we're over here doing the serious business of governing for the American people. And I think that's a valuable place to take. However... I think there is also some value in knowing how the Republicans behave and trying to do an end around around that or trying some strategy right. where the Democrats head him off of at of the, of the pass and I've <laughs> I've said since the very beginning with regard to the tennis ball machine and now the fire hose of insanity that if the uh. Democrats would only seize that fire hose, if they could seize the 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 tennis ball machine and turn it back around on Donald Trump, which we are seeing from. Uh, the print press we are seeing from some circles on cable news we are seeing mm-hmm, from certain mm-hmm. democrats like ted Lieu mm-hmm, and adam schiff who are taking the fight to trump rather than constantly absorbing trump's abuse there is right. that going on so there is a lot of value yeah. to that we, we don't have to fight dirty we just need to fight harder and and <laughs> voters and that includes
0: voters not just the and, and that's the other thing i think we do in this country is we elect folks to congress and then we kick back and expect them to take care of everything. <laughs> yeah. I it re, it does require some involvement. Yes. As a member as a member of this homeowners association, <laughs> it's helpful it's helpful if you participate.
1: Okay, well, we're going to talk about Rachel Brand after one last break. Back with more show uh, right after this. Is
2: it- la After months of intensive study with the top linguists of our time in preparation for our Mardi Gras ad, we admit our Cajun accent isn't finely honed. But that won't stop us from telling you about our awesome Mardi Gras soap. Try our Faye Dodo Fleur de Lis soap on a beaded Mardi Gras rope. Smells like pralines and cream. Or try our King for a Day King Cake soap. Each cinnamony slice comes with its own baby. So, we'll let the Cadence do what they do best, and we'll stick with the suds. Buzzer les bontons Roulet. W. Double W. Full stop. Bubble Genius. Full stop. C.O.M. Bob Seska!
0: This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
2: We're like the stupid people.
1: Uh, so Rachel Brand, Rachel Brand quits.
0: I, did. I know, but I just have to tell you, happy Mardi Gras, because yes. it is, as we record this, it's Mardi Gras day, and yep. uh, do you have you, do you know
1: what a king cake is? Do you know how that works? Uh, yeah, you know what, like, a couple of years ago when we first played that Mardi Gras ad for Bubble Genius, I was like, what the hell is the deal with the baby in the cake? And someone explained <laughs> it to me, and it has ah. fallen out of my head because of all the other information pushing it out. Well, I've been
0: to numerous king cake parties <laughs> right. when I lived in New Orleans, and yeah. what a wonderful tradition it is, because uh, First of all, uh, Orleanians will use any excuse to get together and party. And (laughs) uh, certainly Mardi Gras provides uh, plenty of opportunities for that, including the run-up to it. And Mm. those are dotted with king cake parties in which a person has – it's kind of like a pastry ring, actually. Mm -hmm. But baked in it somewhere is a plastic baby. Yeah uh, to, to represent the plastic <laughs> baby Jesus this is religion day on the bob's yeah show. yeah and and then you cut the cake into the number of pieces uh, that there are attendees at the party and each person gets a piece and the person who bites into the baby jesus mm. uh, hosts the next party yeah <laughs> uh, sounds... if they can if they can work it around their dental appointment
1: that's right <laughs> it sounds uh sounds hazardous because you know, it's uh, of course a choking hazard oh what what happened to you oh i choked on a, i'm choking on a baby
0: choked on a baby, on a, on a baby. <laughs> uh, yeah I bit into that baby and it broke a tooth regret. And I have a closet full of beads, so <laughs> there's that. Right. So happy Mardi Gras Day. And now back to Rachel Brand. I just had to wish you happy
1: uh, Fat Tuesday. Yes, and thank you for that, because I, so, I completely um, forgot about the why the baby was in the cake and all of that crap. So anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so Rachel Brand quit the Justice Department in part over fears that she'd have to take over the Russia investigation uh-huh. if Trump fired Rod Rosenstein. And uh, the Justice Department's number three attorney had been unhappy in her job for months and months and months, telling friends that she felt overwhelmed and unsupported in her job. Fancy, wow. fancy that someone who's a know. serious uh, such attorney, a,
0: such a such a whiner.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> such a whiner, <laughs> discontented with the chaos <laughs> of the Trump administration. How dare her! But Baby. she she felt overwhelmed and unsupported in her job, primarily because of uh, four of the thirteen divisions she oversaw as attorney general remained unfilled. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. again, this is the this is the drowning the government in the bathtub that we're seeing going on right now. And I'm terming that, it in that, that sense.
0: Putin That Putin has dreamed about.
1: Yeah, Putin hates the
0: State Department every bit as much as he hated mm-hmm. and hates Hillary Clinton. Yep, In his mind, they are one and the same. And he got Clinton, and now he's going after the State Department. And Trump is absolutely in on that plan. Uh, they're not replacing people. They're, they've let people go. They've moved people in who don't know what they're doing. They've lost a lot of people like Rachel Brand who are disgusted. It's just that Rachel Brand was more important to us than the rest of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there were a lot of theories going around. But, you know what, look, this comes down to Grover Norquist's uh, theory back in the day where he said, you know, what they want to do, what the Republican Party wants to do, and this is an actual Grover Norquist quote. He said that <laughs> right. what they want to do is they want to shrink government down small enough so they could drown it in the bathtub. I tend right. to say they want to shrink government down small enough, just enough to fit into your vagina. But that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But this is, this is the Republican Party uh, drowning government in the bathtub at, at, I think, in most part, to the, to the behest of, uh, of Vladimir Putin. But Donald Trump's incompetence and his own personal destruction of traditions and institutions at his level. That's just the tip of the sword. The whole rest mm-hmm. of this is going mm-hmm. on through people like Rex Tillerson, through people like John Kelly, through various oh, yeah. department Good heads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, there's no reason for some of these people to be where they are other than to tear everything down. Like uh, Ben Carson is doing at, at HUD. Uh, we found out... Um, Just uh, just yesterday, there were a couple of of big withdrawals uh, from the Obama administration. One nominee for the United States Senate withdrew after, uh, you know, after he was mired in scandal, partly in regard to the fact that he wrote this whole book about redistricting in which he talks about how free elections are bad for the country. Right. I mean, this right. is the guy who Donald Trump nominated to be the head of the US Census, which then in turn guides what happens to redistricting but in in the states.
0: Here's the interesting thing. Yeah. And and even more frightening is that Trump is not only satisfying the Republican goal of shrinking government by mm-hmm. shrinking the state department, he's gone beyond what the Republicans ever requested. He's gone so far in slashing the State Department, and certainly his proposed budget slashes it even farther. This, by the way, as you go out and debate this with your friends in the world, (laughs) uh, the State Department is the government agency that tries to keep us out of war. Right. Okay? So they're kind of important, you know? uh, And there are really smart, experienced people who've been doing this for years who know about these other countries and how their heads work and how this whole thing works, how this game is played. And we, we're lost without them. And Trump's decimating well, Trump's decimating it to the, the, a point far beyond what Republicans ever hoped for and far more than what Republicans are willing to tolerate. He's taken it Vladimir Putin far. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing to remember here. And that's why when you go out in the world and to debate cutting the size of government and cutting the State Department, with folks in the world, uh, this is what you need to tell them about the State Department,
1: right? In my and, view, and and some of this buzz is uh, is a concerted effort. This is part of the Trump administration strategy to start tearing down some of these things that they see as being unnecessary. Or more importantly, as Putin sees as being unnecessary and as an interference to Putin's accumulation of wealth and and his oligarch friends. Uh, but some of this is just. Stupidity. Trump said today uh, d- during a, a meeting at the White House. He said, "We're like the stupid people. We're like the stupid people." He said. And of course, Donald Trump always says the wrong thing, which he needs a shot collar for. We need to get a shot collar on Trump. every, every Tell me about. Oh, to, he'd
0: be, he'd be dead by now if we did that.
1: Right. Every time he goes to say like something like, uh, "We're like the stupid people," like the stupid people, you got to hit him with a shot collar and just make sure that he shuts the hell up. And but he's not doing that. And it's it's the stupidity of Trump that Donald Trump that. Uh, That Vladimir Putin, I mix up the two constantly. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how that happens. Yeah, I mean, this is what Vladimir Putin was counting on to get someone who was way out of his depth in there because Mm -hmm. stupidity is also a a major, major disruption, especially at the presidential level. Who knew that stupidity was such a valuable commodity? (laughs) That's exactly right. Putin knew. Putin knew. Putin absolutely knew. He knew that Donald Trump would be, as you said, he would regard Donald Trump as a commodity just because he knew how completely incompetent Donald Trump was with regard to understanding the functioning of government. He knew that Trump would come in. And and do all kinds of things that would be manifestations of what he sees on Fox News Channel because that's the extent of what Donald Trump understands about government is whatever Sean Hannity and Steve mm-hmm. Ducey and Brian Kilmeade are talking about. It's that level of stupidity. And, and he
0: doesn't read the presidential uh, daily briefings. He relies more on Fox News for that. So yeah. in effect, Fox News, which is in itself vulnerable to Russian interference, yep, ha- is now feeding. The president, the only data he will use to to make his decisions. Again, careless security under this president, a president who campaigned Mm -hmm. on the carelessness of Hillary Clinton.
1: And and how does Vladimir Putin know all of this? Well, because Donald Trump has spent the last, whatever it is, 10 years on Twitter making an ass right. of himself. And that's why I go back to what Plus I said last...
0: week. phone buddies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that goes to what I was mentioning last week as far as new rules for the presidency moving forward, new presidential yes, level yes. reforms, which yes. is partly to get the tweeting to stop because it is a national security threat as far as I'm concerned. Trump's tweets are telegraphing to every foreign dis- despot. All of Donald Trump's weaknesses and flaws to be exploited for their own benefit. That Obama handled it. Obama handled that perfectly. He yeah. used
0: Twitter, but not
1: like this. No, not
0: irresponsibly. So. Certainly some rules need to be a place on that, among other things.
1: Yeah, so they're able to, and certainly Vladimir Putin has, an, and his intelligence services, three of the heads of which showed up in Washington last week. But Vladimir Putin has a very solid profile of Donald Trump, knowing exactly what Donald how Donald Trump will behave in office in particular and the pee tapes. yeah and the p tapes and among other things knowing <laughs> that what Donald Trump would do based on Donald Trump's history and his public statements right. and how he behaves as the head of the Trump organization just compromat. yeah uh, that Donald Trump would appoint sycophants and uh, and have all kinds of patronage for his pals inside the Trump administration and uh, in that regard we get yet another uh, Donald Trump appointee stepping down as the head of the Railroad Administration of the Department of Transportation. Mm. This guy, it was in fact Rachel Maddow talked about this last night on her show. Trouble in this case is that uh, this guy Heath Hall had—he's the guy who was appointed by Trump to head the Railroad Administration of uh, the Department of Transportation. He oversaw the federal—it's uh, actually called the Federal Railroad Tr- Administration—while he maintained an entirely different job. He had another job, which is against the law. He had another job. Hall. Right. He was the spokesperson for a local sheriff's department in Mississippi, home to the public relations firm he'd run for years. In fact, um, Hall reportedly had federal officials help him with his second job on your dime, on the taxpayer dime. This guy was getting other federal employees to help him with his private sector job uh, in Mississippi. For God's exactly sake! Exactly the kind of corruption
0: you would expect <laughs> from an administration. That conducts business the same way Trump conducted his real estate business. Here's the food yep. chain, by the way. You were talking about stupidity and what Trump said. And uh, here's, This, I believe, is the food chain. Okay. You and I and folks listening to us and others know that Trump is stupid. Trump believes the American people are stupid. Yeah. Vladimir Putin believes Trump is stupid yeah. uh, and, and is, is using that. Uh but it's it's actually it's a food chain of, of people who think other people are stupid. Yeah. Because because in various ways and various degrees they are.
1: Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, you know, I think uh Putin also understands the power of populism to be able to take oh, sure. a, a populist message weaponize that populist message because of course if you say things like we're going to get the foreigners out and we're going to ma- build a wall we're going to build a big wall and we're going to get rid of all the black lives matter people and we're going to have white people the forgotten people and so that's i mean when You're Vladimir Putin better. yeah <laughs> when Vladimir Putin hears crap like that He's licking his chops because he knows sure. wherever there's a populist movement. And of course, he's doing this in NATO countries from from Eastern Europe all the way across the United States. He knows that populism tends to bring out a lot of people who are excited. Oh, OK, uh-huh. we're going to get rid of the foreigners. This is great. Well, let's vote for Donald Trump and get that to happen. And he knows the, 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 the strength and the might of populism uh, historically. He,
0: he supports that and he supports the, the division. Yeah. The chaos the, the, he's achieved. The real goal that Putin has achieved here is the chaos. And here's something very concerning. We would be having this sort of chaos if Hillary Clinton had been elected. Yeah, She is so despised by such a significant number of people, despite being admired by a, an even greater, I still believe, group of people. But she is so hated by a, a chunk of the population that she would be undergoing investigations. Yeah, uh, Fox News would be talking about that. Oh, yeah. And we would be as divided and chaotic as we are now. I think the executive branch of the government would be in better hands, mm-hmm. b- far better hands, but uh, we would still be in chaos. And either way, it had turned out Putin achieved his goal. He got yep. even luckier In this case, because and he had I don't know if he had dirt on on Clinton for real, because the stuff that we got really turned out to be nothing. But, you know, he was working on it. You know, he was working on dirt on both Clinton and Trump to use against whomever might be elected.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we, you know, and we know too that yeah, there were some emails that Hillary Clinton deleted off that server, but they were all personal emails from what she said, and then there's no evidence whatsoever indicating that she was engaging in any sort. There was no the the investigation turned up nothing. It was just like the investigation, whether it was uh, Benghazi or Fast and Furious or anything else that they try to come up with uh, during the Obama years. It all amounted to absolutely zip, and yeah, and that was the case with the Hillary Clinton emails certainly not the click case with donald trump and russia right.
0: yeah the difference is uh her investigations would have ended much differently as they have before yep. uh than than trump's investigations will end.
1: so uh one other thing i wanted to mention before we uh wrap up the free show here is that uh god you know buzzfeed is being sued about the steel mm-hmm. dossier he's being sued by uh i think it's michael cohen is Michael Cohen, right. uh, Trump's right. yeah. suing BuzzFeed over the uh, publishing of that, uh, that steel dossier? Let's mm-hmm. see here. Uh, for the last six months, a team led by former So what's happening is, is in the context of this lawsuit, BuzzFeed is now actively trying to verify... All of the allegations in the Steele dossier. Good so, for them, as
0: they should. Yeah. yeah
1: for, for the past six months, in fact, a team led by former top FBI and White House cybersecurity official has been traveling the globe on a secret mission to verify parts of the Trump <laughs> dossier, according to four sources familiar with the different, the different aspects of the ongoing probe. This is according Beautiful. to BuzzFeed, right? Beautiful. Or this yeah. is according to Foreign Policy magazine. Uh, the investigation being conducted by FTI consulting is running in parallel to special counsel Robert Mueller's probe into possible collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Uh, With the special counsel probe under wraps, the BuzzFeed court case could represent the first public airing of an investigation into the veracity of some of the dossiers claims. The FTI is a Washington based business advisory firm that specializes in areas, areas ranging from corporate litigation to forensic accounting. The ramifications of of this dossier investigation could be game changing for the Mueller probe, because it would establish outside veracity of dossier allegations. So what this does Mm -hmm. is this provides another level of verification, which, by the way, is one of the main things that the Republicans are overlooking with regard to the Nunes memo and, and possibly the Democratic response, although I believe what I'm about to say is in the Democratic response, which is that Richard Burr, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, stood in front of cameras right next to Mark Warner, said into a microphone that they were able to verify the dossier up to a certain date. Right, right. They haven't been able to disprove anything in the dossier, but they got up right. to a certain date and couldn't proceed because they needed to talk to Christopher Steele in order to get additional information to proceed. But bottom line is that whether it's a third or whether it's half or whether it's 75% or 90% of the dossier, right.
0: Right.
1: the Republican, Republican head of the Senate Intelligence Committee said that they were able to verify the dossier so you've got an there. additional corroboration of the verification Sorry. of the dossier on top of what Robert Mueller's coming out then you add the buzzfeed uh, investigation with this fti right. consulting outfit and and then you've got that's that's the way these things work it's almost like with science where you get peer reviewed <laughs> studies verifying the studies of the initial of the initial report and so this is all extraordinarily positive and i think this is going to lead us closer and closer to a place where you can say hey look you know what you might be saying that there's a deep state coup going on you might be saying that the fbi concocted this crap well look at we've got all these other independent verifications of the same the same information including the information that's come out of the senate intelligence committee and there's a there is a there there Right. And uh,
0: now, thanks to the uh, new investigation, we're running a backup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. And you have to do that now because mm-hmm. we're just—we're so far beyond. We're so f- through the looking glass with all of this. No, I don't want to—I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, Bob. But trust no one. That's exactly right. All right. <laughs> Lots more to talk about coming up on the postmortem show on our Patreon page. We just keep talking after this music is done rolling. Uh, we're going to talk about the Trump. <laughs> Trump budget a little bit, plus uh, some some positive information coming out uh, about the uh, midterms in, in Pennsylvania, in fact, believe it or not. Uh, maybe a little something about the uh, Trump infrastructure plan and uh and oh. uh, maybe something about fred rogers oh yeah yeah <laughs> exactly right oh and by the way speaking of the the complete opposite of fred rogers uh-huh. rodrigo duterte has a uh, <laughs> he's the the president of the philippines one of trump's uh-huh. favorite people he's fun yeah fun guy and he's uh he's issued a new order to his troops that is uh yes. that is horrifying we'll get to that too on the, uh, the uh-huh. postmortem show. It's coming up on our Patreon page. You can get there by going to bobseska.com and cl- clicking the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo. By the way, it's right next to the Amazon link, which you can go shopping at Amazon through our link, and we get paid a small fee from some of the things you buy. Um, meanwhile, some plugs here. Buzz Burbank is found at buzzburbank.com. On Twitter at at Michael J. Elston. Uh, you can uh, find jo- uh, Jackie Schechner at investigaterussia.org, Jody Hamilton at from-the-bunker.com. Stephanie Miller show at Stephanie Miller.com. Jen Kirkman's tour dates found at jenkirkman.com and of course Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash startmeup and at author Kimberly. That is it for us today. We will see you on Thursday. Meanwhile, if you're listening on Patreon, stand by for the postmortem show that's coming up next. Bye-bye.
2: We like the stupid people.